Okay, Charm, let's let's move it to something off the field that still garnered some NFL headlines, and that would be Raiders defensive lineman Carl Nassib becoming the first active NFL player to come out as gay. He did this on June 21st, so it's been a little over a month since this has happened, and certainly getting a lot of applause from people from being able to do so. Certainly not the first gay NFL player, but typically this has come out after the fact. So he's the first one to really do it as an active player. A few questions I think we're gonna explore, but just first reaction when you saw this as a former player. I don't care. Okay, so no, uh, no. <laughs> None, it's, it's, it's like, what, you think this is the first time that we knew there was a gay guy in the locker room? Would you have had that same reaction if you were, let's say you were playing for Gruden again on the, on the O-line as a teammate? Would you have also felt, I don't care? I Because I knew we had gay guys on the team. I don't care. Uh, now, me being here, like, if, if he comes out of it, though, I mean, look, we used to, we used to accuse a lot of guys of, of, like, you know, joke around with them and, and do stuff that I can't repeat, you know, on, on air. But But that's the, I mean... That, that's the nature of the locker room. You know, the, okay. we're, all bro- we're all brothers and we don't care. And, and you know, we're going to make fun of you. You know, people make fun of me for having a big nose. <laughs> 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 well, look, this is something I think that, that I know I personally would love your, your take on. I think a lot of our listeners would love your take on is, look, there's this perception that the NFL is just very kind of, you know, macho, chauvinistic type of sport, right? And so really no room for, for quite frankly, a gay player in the locker room. And that would be something that would be very much looked down upon. I think that's probably why you have not had a player before Carl Nassib, Nassib come out while they were still a player. What is your response to that, I guess, stereotype of this really like masculine, macho, tough guy uh, sport not having any room for, for gay players. And that's why really people don't want to want to be it, it is, and outed yeah. as, as, as a gay guy on the team. It is, it is a macho masculine and all the other adjectives that you use type of an environment, but that I've met plenty of macho gay guys, guys that are tough, rough, mean, uh, no, 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 I'm not saying they can't. I'm just saying the perception. Right. And that's what I'm getting exists, to. Right. It's, it's, it's the perception that's wrong. It, it, it's the reason the reason why guys hadn't come out in the past wasn't because of the repercussions of the locker room. I'm willing to bet you it was because of the repercussion of the fans and society as a whole, because we really? knew, yes, we knew who the gay guys were. We, I mean, we suspected it. We, you know, we made fun of them. We, you know, we made, but they're still our brothers. You know, it, it didn't matter. It, it's, so, so there were guys. So when, when you say I knew they were gay guys, on I suspected, I highly up, suspected Okay, so you weren't totally sure, but but it's right, that. right, and, and 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 you're saying that that were they aware that other teammates expected this, or was it kind of just like an unspoken language? It was an unspoken language, but it's it's like you kind of knew, you kind of knew when a guy would show up to a function with like three, four dates women <laughs> you know and and was very flamboyant and, and was like going out of his way to show that he's very you know that he's a womanizer we're like okay you know that dude's a little bit funny or you know oh, so what, you're what? saying so you're saying if they show up with multiple women to a function that's I'm, a red flag that they might be trying to hide something okay so one team i'm not gonna t- i'm not gonna tell you which team it was one team we had a suspected gay player that used to show up and he always dressed well he was a very well-liked player we all thought okay he's you know he's 
you know, he's he's more than likely, you know, swinging, you know, playing for the other team, you know, in terms of sexuality and, and so on and so forth. But he's still our, he's still our brother. He's still our teammate. We loved him. We made fun of him. He made fun of us. He was one that would show up to function with like he would go and bring three strippers to uh, to a team function as his three dates. He did that. He did that one time. And we're there with our we were there with our wives and girlfriends, and he shows up with you know. Then we had then you know another team that that, that I'm not I'm not gonna name which team it was. We had we had a guy that was very quiet, but we all kind of like ah we think so and so is a little bit weird. But then again, who, who, who the heck cares? So it's it's all it's it's a different spectrum. It, it's you know. I mean, as I'm sure you know, it's like not all gay guys are made the same. They're, no, of course not. You know, I mean, so I mean, yeah, I, I we we all I'm sure have stories about you know maybe grow as a kid or growing up maybe you had a perception of of right. you know what that looks like and then you meet people and realize you know what yeah it's just look it's we like went any uh, other group it comes in all all forms um, here's here's a perfect example a couple of years ago my girlfriend and I were in San Francisco and on for a birthday and we went and we went to a club that happened to be a gay club we had a phenomenal time we met this couple you know I go to the bathroom and I see uh, my girlfriend with this with this you know flamboyantly gay man just having fun. And I came back and, and he told me he wants me to meet his husband. And, and I met him and you would have never thought that this, this, this guy's gay. You would have never thought. Based, on, was, based on the stereotypes of what. I guess, yeah. He was just a rough yeah. and he was a rough and tough guy with a beard was wearing a trench coat was literally sitting. He looked like he was having a miserable time at this gay club. And he was just, and he and I started talking and at the end we became, you know, we, we got to like to each other or like each other a lot. And I went to hug him at the other night. He's like, ah, no, I'm not, I'm not a hugger. And I literally had to tell him to stop being a homophobe. I, I said, I said, Sean, and his name is Sean. I said, Sean, could be a freaking homophobe and give me a hug. And, and his, and his wife slash husband said, yeah, oh, he, oh my God, he's such a homophobe. You, you know, so it was, so that's, that's my point. You have, you have, you have different types of characteristics. So listen, it's, it's all about nothing. And, and, and this, this idea that you have to be masculine and macho. And it was because of the players and the repercussions from the players that has made it like this. Look, it, it's no, I, I, I think. Sure, but sure. Also, could it be possible that maybe the, the, that those locker rooms that you were in were a little bit more accepting and that maybe there are some players that, that based on the dynamics just don't feel comfortable because they don't they don't know maybe they feel like they would be viewed differently. Yes, initially yes, but then again, looking back on it, the, the locker room that I was with with the Redskins was an extremely religious locker room. I'm talking about you had like 60, 70 percent of the team showing up to morning mass and team prayers, and we did a prayer, and this, that was a team that our chaplains flew with the team versus the Steelers. The chaplains weren't even allowed in the locker room; they were allowed in the common area and the, in the lunch area. To your point is these are that, that was a team where you would have had probably they probably were were not really personally supportive of that lifestyle. Yeah, because you know, like again, I'm a Christian and 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 I I, I view it as as differently than what some other Christians will. There there might be there might there might be a thought, oh my God, this is a very religious team, and and one of the leads of this team, Daryl Green, who's you know who's extremely religious, might you know so that would be the team where they might they might have. Um, some thought about coming out, but honestly, and, and that was a team that we all thought that people were a little bit funny, you know, that, that we might have some suspected gay guys. Again, I'm, I'm willing to bet, again, this is my very limited, limited perspective of being part of, you know, you had, I, I was part of the Nevada locker room for five years. I was part of the CFL locker room for, for two years. I was part of the Redskins locker room for four years, Steelers two years and the Raiders one year. It, it's the, re, I think, again, I can't put myself in their shoes. I think the repercussions from the fan base 
is what they were worried about. Because look, there was rumors that Cordell Stewart was gay in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I remember that. I remember those too, yeah. And the players couldn't care less. The players couldn't care less, whereas the fans were just just killing them. We're just absolutely chilling them. So I'm willing to bet that it's more of a fear of what the fan base will do versus your teammates. Yeah, perhaps now that generally speaking, it's something that society is more open towards that, that Carl Nassif felt comfortable, you know, sharing that, sharing that news. Here's my, here's my question. And maybe, maybe you can tell me if I'm, if I'm being an idiot here. Right. But, you know, I, I, I always, you know, think of little wrinkles and situations and I get, I get curious. Right. So, Here's, here's what I'm curious about, and I'd love your take on it, Char, is you think about, obviously, a locker room, you know, even if you go to the gym, right, there's a men's locker room, there's a women's locker room, and of course, right, you know, even in the locker room you're talking about, there's maybe guys you suspected were gay, but you never really, like, it wasn't, like, known for sure, they weren't, they weren't, like, out with it, and same, like, when, you know, when, I, when I've been to men's locker room at the gym, I'm sure there have been guys there, they were, they were homosexual, I didn't know about it, and it's whatever, does the dynamic now change a little bit, though, of his teammates knowing that he's gay? You're in a locker room. You're undressing. It's you know, get in, it's intimate. Does that does that change that dynamic at all, or is it still? It doesn't matter. Even if we know he's gay, who who cares, right? Or or is that dynamic you think maybe player to player could vary? That's definitely going to vary player to player because you know not all football players are made the same. Maybe I look at it differently because. <clears throat> Excuse me. Like, my, how would you handle it? How, how would you- I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't give a rat's hair. Yes, I wouldn't care if I'm naked right next to him, and whatever. I, I couldn't care less. I couldn't care okay. less. Uh, you know that. And, that, and that by just the way, I don't think it's because like oh. By the way, what what I'm not just to be clear, I'm not saying it's because oh because they're gay. If they see you know they can't control themselves around other than they can men. It's the reason. It's the reason why. You know, there aren't co-ed locker rooms and gyms, right? There's a level of comfortability you have with somebody in it's same, whether it's same gender, same sexuality. I don't know how, how the individuals maybe uh, perceive that, but there is a level of comfortability of saying, okay, yeah, like we're, we're all like, we're not attracted to each other. So it's, we've got the same, we've got the same, the same anatomy. So it's, there's a level, a level of more comfortability there. Whereas like, you know, it would change that, that dynamic if a woman I think was in a locker room with a bunch of, you know, naked men. And I've seen this by the way, you know, when I've covered football games at San Diego state, you see tons of female reporters in the locker room after the game. This is another issue, but there is a bit of a double standard. It seems like, because, you know, they certainly don't allow male reporters in a like women's basketball that I covered also in my college days. Not that I was advocating for it, but of course, male reporters were not, allowed in the locker room whereas for football they allowed female reporters in the locker room so there is a sense of like we're comfortable because we're similar so once you realize okay this person's not like me in that regard of their preferred preferred gender does that does that change anything no no, it doesn't and and it's to me it's really funny how you had to you know what kind of society we live in where you had to explain yourself how you're advocating for something you're not oh well he's trying to say that gay people are like animals no i'm not saying that i'm just saying that i know changes but i'm just saying because again we do we say these things if you and i were the only ones that do in this conversation would you change would you would you have given me those uh, those explanations no but but, no you wouldn't have and and that's i'm making a point to this 
we're doing this because of the of the you know of, of how we've come across the society and and the fan base correct that's the same exact reason why i think massey has made the decision to do it now whereas before because of what the repercussions because of that small minority of people that are a bunch of freaking idiots and and i'm i'm look i'm a guy that gets accused of being a hardcore conservative republican who would people probably would think i'm a homophobe and i'm telling you i i couldn't care less and I don't, you know, and, and you've known me now for a while. Do I ever make, you know, do, do I ever make statements because I'm worried what people think about what I say? No, I, I don't, I don't give a shit, you know, and, and, I, and I'm telling you, it, it's, it's, there's a very small population of fan base that'll yell and scream the whole cancel culture issue. And I, you know, my stance with them is always go to hell. And then there, I'm sure there's going to be a small percentage of NFL players would be uncomfortable. And to them, I would have to say, you know, get over it. Yeah. Or, you know, I mean, there's ways like, you can always request that your locker room, if, if, if you have that feeling. Yeah, yeah but you're, you're, be, you're being, an, at that point, the dude's being an idiot. Look, I, my, my first time, I'll give you a quick story. My first time in an NFL locker room, first preseason game with the Redskins, I was, uh, I came out of the shower and I generally speaking, you know, you come out of the shower and you got a small towel wrapped around yourself and these, and these towels don't even cover you there, you know, but you just literally just walking butt naked. And I remember going to my locker and I dropped the towel and I'm, and I'm drying myself and I'm like, something feels different. Like what is different about the feel of the locker room? And I turned around and there was like a large group of, of women in the middle of the locker room with press passes and they weren't interviewing anybody. When I say a large group, probably anywhere from like, six to nine people so you know whatever you want to call it. there were there was, right. there, there was a couple of handful of, of, of women that had press passes and they were just literally sitting there they were like you know uh they were basically fans they weren't they weren't asking questions and i made the fast dash to the bathroom so fast because yeah that's that's when i that's when i realized but then after a while i was like oh there's women in here i would wrap myself in a towel i would go to my locker i would face my locker i would take the towel off they want to look, they can look and, uh, you know, God bless but, them. There's nothing special. There's like a dynamic shift a little bit, right? Initially. Yeah, I got used to My point is I got used to it. I got used to it. And and I would come in and, and we had female reporters who were extremely professional. They would come in and speak with us and, and, and you know, in front of us and we're butt ass naked. And it's, it, it, my point is I went from being a guy that made a da mad dash to, to the, to the bathroom to a guy that I was standing naked in front of women. You know, if, if they happen to be there, I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. That is, again, to me, separate issue, a bit of a double standard, though. I mean, I don't think to me, you should personally, if you're going to give women that respect and privacy, you should also give it to men. But but that's a, that's a different subject for a different day. Agreed. Um, but but yeah. OK, so so you don't really. So it sounds like the net of it is what you're saying is that. You, and by the way, I'm less opinionated in this segment because this subject is out of my depth a little bit in terms of the dynamics of the locker room, which is why I'm deferring more to you on this. I think it's important we talk about it though, because it's, it's interesting and it's, you know, who knows? Ah, quick question, quick question. My, my, my young, my young liberal friend, which you happen not to be I'm that liberal, liberal by the way. Okay. No, you're not, you're not, you're not. Uh, my, my, the, my friends well, that listen to the podcast. Compared to you maybe, yeah. And I think I'm the liberal one. I just have, I just happen to hold stricter social uh, so, stricter economical viewpoints than than you do i'm the one who doesn't care if you know if if do whatever you want I, i'm the libertarian you're not you're more you're more of the you're 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 a, you're a conservative leftist is, is that correct that's fair i i i, I like that i can i can take that you're a conservative leftist and i'm a and i'm a liberal 
and I'm a liberal right winger, I guess, or I'm, <laughs> I'm a libertarian. I mean, I think libertarian uh, describes me the best. But so, yeah, so for a lot of people, I, I'm sure some of your friends that listen that, that think you're conservative, so they, they might think I'm the freaking devil. They're going to they're gonna, they're gonna have their heads explode uh, when, when they hear this. No. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but, 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 but in any case, yeah, I think it's, you can't really, it's, you know, topic to topic, people are going to different views on things, but so ultimately you don't see this being an issue throughout the season. It is what it is. In fact, you know, I found it interesting that, and really cool actually, that Derek Carr, who's kind of really, you know, outwardly, I don't know, evangelical, but he's, I mean, he's very Christian and very much a man of faith. And, you know, you would, again, not, I don't know, but you would assume that perhaps his religious beliefs might not support that lifestyle in terms of like his personal views. But he did, he did reach out to, to Carl Nassib immediately and just offer support and says he loves him and all that. And that's, that's awesome. Especially as a quarterback, it sets the tone. So, you know, you see that and look, I mean, whether you agree with the lifestyle or not at the end of the day, it's just like any, any other job, you come to do a job, you're a team, you, you, you've got to accomplish things together. And, and that surely shouldn't have a bearing Absolutely. And, and and what was my first response to you? I don't care. Yeah, you do. Who cares, right? <laughs> I, I, I said, who cares? He came out. Yeah. Okay, great. Uh, the next, look, as, as a Christian, I'm a, I'm a devout Christian. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a man of faith. And our number one job is to love everybody. So what Derek Carr did is, is, is absolutely amazing, commendable, because it's not our job to condemn and our job to judge. Rather, it's our job to accept and our job to love. So it's, it's those Christians out there that think that they have, they have to go fight God's war and, and condemn people. You're wrong. You're, you're, you're being idiots. And what you're doing is you're not, you're not putting the good face of your faith forward by being like that. We, we're, we have to be inclusive, we have to be all loving, and we have to be all accepting. And, and that's purely biblical. I can, you know, if somebody wants to have a biblical discussion with me, I would be more than happy to describe to them where those specific things are, are, are said. And, and yeah, and, and, you know, I don't want to make it into a, to a religious conversation. But, you know, personally, me as a Muslim, I mean, there's plenty of examples in our tradition where you can disagree with somebody's decisions and lifestyle, but it shouldn't affect the way that you treat them and your kindness towards them and your mercy towards them and, and the way you recognize their humanity. And so, yeah, I, I think, you know, sometimes easier said than done for some people, unfortunately, but, but I agree with you that that, that that is kind of a part of, of godliness and piety is, is being kind to those who you don't agree with and, and still treating them with, with, with mercy and, and being an example. So I, I wholeheartedly agree with Derek. It's great, great to see, you know, Derek, Derek Carr, do that. And, and yeah, I mean, look, I mean, yeah, w- whether he agrees with him or not, it's, it's like anything else. I mean, you show up to a job, you know, I've, I've had plenty of gay coworkers and it didn't affect our ability to, to get our job done together. Right. So why should this be any different? And yeah, it's, 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 it's obviously it's a free country and Carl felt it. He felt like in a good place and he wanted to share that and, and be the first one. I think uh, Michael Sam was a guy a few years back or several years back that made headlines because he came out as openly gay before the draft yeah he ended up being like i think a fourth fifth, fifth round he never really had traction in the league actually now, now, see, that's, a, that's a different story i don't appreciate what he did because i suspected that he's doing this as, as a publicity stunt to try to try to you know kind of put pressure on teams to draft well, because, yeah you're right because he wins either way because it's like you know right. if they draft me great if they don't i can say oh is it because i'm gay is that why exactly and, right so, right I don't so know, that's, but, 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 but the other way to look at it is maybe he was also trying to get teams to filter him out to say, you know, would this guy fit in our locker room to ensure that he gets picked by a team that and he, and he didn't come, 
he need, he need to come out in the media and say it, or do you think during during the interviews that they did with him at the draft, he could have said, "Well, I just want to let you guys know I am gay." So if you guys have any issues with that, so no, the, the way the way look look, there, there's ways of doing it the right way, and there's ways of doing it the wrong way. They're very very similarly to how I disagreed with how Russell Wilson expressed his opinions versus Aaron Rodgers. There's right ways of doing it, wrong ways of doing it. And and Sam, what was his name? Michael Sam. He did it the wrong way. I think he did it as a, as a stunt versus Mr. Massey, who did it the right way. He's already been part of a team. He's established as part of a team. He's not using this to solidify his, his position on the team. He's just, frankly, coming out and, and, and making a stand. Well, and, and, and to me, you know, the, the I think the reason why, like, going back to your point of, uh, and I think it kind of ties to Michael Sam with the situation is, the reason why I also don't think, you know, sexual orientation really matters in a locker room. Who, let me ask you this question. Who, who would you characterize when you think of the owners that are, you know, most right wing, you know, most Republican, most probably, you know, not innovative or, or open minded on these topics? Who do you who do you think of? I mean, like almost like, every NFL owner like really. Who's the face of that? I would, I could, I could name a, I could name a bunch of them, but like maybe uh, a Bob Kraft or Jerry Jones. Or, Jerry Jones. Uh, there you go, Jerry Jones. Yeah. Michael Sam was signed by the Cowboys after he was cut by the Rams. Right. My point is, even the even the Dallas Cowboys with who have that ownership that you would associate, just like you just did, with that mentality, didn't care that he would care less that he was gay. Right. But I but I think I think Jerry Jones is is, is a pretty liberal guy. I, I I think he might be he might be a Republican voting like he's me. a liberal guy. He's a liberal guy. Yeah, he, he's, here's the thing. He's yeah. the guy that's willing to take the most chance with people that have shady backgrounds because he wants to win. Think about all the people that I don't look at that as liberal. Though. I look at that as opportunity because he's also he he loves right. these, you know he loves these contracts where it's like. I don't have to pay much. And exactly. There's, there's little little downside to me, and I can. Get and he can, look as a conservative. You're more worried about image. He's not worried about image as much. He doesn't care. Yeah, I in guess. Terms of, he, he's the guy that went and uh, signed that Harvey guy that that had a multiple abuse. Um, Greg, Greg Hardy. Oh my Greg Hardy. Yeah. Did you see? He just got he just got knocked out terribly. I, think <laughs> got I don't know why that brings it. I don't know why that brings a smile to my face, but it does. Because <laughs> he was he was a, a, a abuser of females and right. not a very good dude. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, exactly. But um, anyway, so I, I well point being, we still associate Jerry Jones with kind of that you know that that hard line conservative right wing texas you know wrongly you, you, you're you know, assuming wrongly that perception you're assuming and, wrongly well no but, but look i mean even on the kneeling issue very 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 clear on that that he the cowboys would not take me taking a knee and i mean i would be clear on that line, too he has a line with that side on, on several issues right? look being, i don't think it's being, totally crazy being liberal is is basically it's not a political sense being liberal is 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 having the ability to gain new information and, and change your viewpoint being conservative is more being stuck in the sand and and not and not wanting to change your viewpoint in fact I, i'm willing to tell you that a lot of left a lot of left-leaning organizations are far more conservative than people give them credit because they're so they're they're, they're so reluctant to see the other side my, my, I think that's my point is just just the perception though, right? I mean, that's there's a reason why Jerry Jones came to mind, you know. Because... I think he came to mind because he's upfront. He's like the face of the owner, somewhat. You know, it's I, I I can name you. For example, the Texans ownership is probably far more conservative 
than, uh, than Jerry Jones is. Thanks, Char, again, for sharing your perspective on the Carl Nassif situation. I think as a, someone who's not a player and a lot of fans out there, um, you have questions, you wonder how that's perceived in the locker room. Really insightful getting your perspective on it. Obviously, every locker room is going to be different, but, uh, but thank you for sharing your point of view. Absolutely, my man. And like you said, every locker room will be different. The viewpoints that I gave you is more of a generalization, you know, a broad stroke of the brush type of thing. There's going to be players that are going to feel weird. But I, what I was telling is what I believe to be the majority of, uh, of, of the players out there. Because, you know, we know, look, your number one thing is that you're a team together. You want to win. And, and, and that's that's all, you know, that's all that matters. So uh, hopefully it's not a situation for anyone. And, and you know, again, like I said at the very beginning, you know, he came out to say he's there. I'm like, okay, great. So what? You know, it, it, sh it should be a non-issue. Let's just play some ball, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Thank you, man. Until next All time. Right. All right, buddy. Great talking to you. Had a lot of fun. Likewise, buddy.